singing along, writing a song when something special comes along. It's a long-winded directionless discussion for conversationalists. You bring the wit, you bring the brains, and we'll talk it over between takes. Welcome to Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. We are your hosts, Olivia O'Neill. And Aiden Driscoll. And we have a lot of conversations. One of our favorite things to do is have lengthy convos with interesting people. So we started a podcast. On this podcast, you can hear us talk about the process of our writing and the inspiration that we find in music, movies, and art that intrigues us. Our conversations may range from just a random story about a trip to the grocery store to exploring our purpose as humans in a very existential way. One of our hopes with this podcast is to expand our community. We hope to have guests hear from our listeners listeners get you involved in things we think are important. So tune in for some conversations from a couple of kids who think they know better. And sit back and enjoy this week's episode of Between Takes. Of which we have many. We have many favorite movies, but we're looking at our top five specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think this isn't, it's not like a, we're sticking to this list for the rest of our lives necessarily type <laughs> it's of where thing. where we're at right now. Right. Mm-hmm. And even there, there are a couple, we were originally going to do it's top hard. 10. It's harder than we thought. Yeah. We were originally going to do top 10. And for me, that was easier because I wanted to like pick a different type of movie mm. for each spot for like a different like a different genre or a different right. like point in my life where it was my favorite movie or something like that for me the five like just having like okay but then, five yeah, movies that are on a five minute were difficult for me because then i was like cool i have these 10 that i think are pretty <laughs> solid picks but how do i fit each one of them i'm still not totally convinced anyway we're gonna talk about our top five favorite movies Yes. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, you go first. Okay, so are we doing? Are we like trading back I and think, forth type thing? I think so. So what's your what's your your fifth your fifth, fifth. place? My fifth here. favorite movie. Okay. Is what's your top? What's your five? My Ding. number five. This is fun. It's weird to put real quick again. It's ho- <laughs> just talk. If if you were like, hey, what do you think about this movie? I'd be like, oh, I have all all these thoughts, and I'd easily say like, right. oh, it's one of my favorite movies. But putting like number five on there is so different and i feel weird doing it but anyway <laughs> number five is what's up doc okay and i just watched that with you you did or you showed it to us when, yeah. and it was one of those movies i was quoting for like two years <laughs> or longer than that pretty much my whole life but i was quoting it to you and i showed you random scenes and you're like okay yeah and you were talking about there was one scene in particular where you're like this stresses me out <laughs> but then you finally watched it and what do you think i liked it what were so you who's only seen it once now right mm-hmm. what how would you describe it to someone? Um, it's a comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's it's like this mix between like, you can tell it's scripted in some sense. Like, right. you know that like, okay, this is like, they're, they're like doing a great job of like being witty and like, you can mm-hmm. kind of tell like their timing and, and like, it's very, uh, it's almost like a play. Right, it's very worked out. But at the same, so you're, they're not necessarily trying to transport you to like another world, like some movies, you know, that's mm-hmm. like the point is like not to know that they're acting. This is like, oh, wow. You mm. notice in it, like, that was a great, like, especially that car chase scene. Like, that's yeah, planned, very planned. It's not like, you know. So it's kind of a, it was directed, it's from, it was made in, I think it's 1972, and the director is Peter Bogdanovich, and he was also, I think, I don't know if he was like the main writer, but I know he was one of the ones who helped conceptualize the idea. Based it a lot off of like bringing up Baby and His Girl Friday, a lot of the old like mm-hmm. rom com, um, screwball comedies from like the 30s and 40s. And I think that definitely shows in a lot of ways. Mm. And I think it also shows kind of the, kind of the, the, the plot. The basic plot is there's like b- boy and girl meet each other, fall in love type thing. That's that's the basic movie sure. begins sets that up and very with them falling in love yeah and all that. right throughout that though is this whole sh- they all there are these four matching plaid bags that are all exactly the same and they all belong to different people one of them is this this very wealthy woman's bag of jewelries not another one is these like stop secret files another one is dr howard banister's uh rocks because he's a paleontologist is that what they are rock doctors That's, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> That's <all. laughs> Um, and then the other one is who, and he's like the main character. And then the other one is, I forget her last name, Judy something. 
um, just her like clothes and stuff that she right. has. And so inevitably they all get mixed up and all that. So now there's, there's this, uh, there's these people trying to steal the jewels and then there's these secret agents trying to steal the files. But they are the same then, exact thing. But so then they, yeah, get they all end up with stuff. the rocks and then they end up with the clothes and right. the, the main characters actually end up with the files. And a lot of running stuff. and hiding. And like, yeah. So it's a lot of like, and they all are staying at the same hotel, um, for, for different events. <laughs> I know it's one of those where it's just, it's just one of those, the movie starts and you're just kind of watching all these weird, like this cosmic coincidence just play out in front yeah, of you. Yeah, maybe that's what I mean about like, it doesn't, it's not necessarily like real life and they're not trying to right. make it like that. Right. And like the characters themselves, like the main Howard and, Howard. and what's Eunice? Eunice. <laughs> <laughs> Their characters are so extravagant. Yeah. Like, but and so Howard believable particularly though. Is, is extravagant in how monotone and underwhelmed he is by everything. And yeah. How disengaged with Extravagant the world as in like, thought out character like yeah. it's just a very like yeah it's a very odd. i don't know it's one of those movies where i say like it has like everything about movies that i love this movie has some element of it it's got like yeah. great characters it's got it's so funny it's very it's, quotable yeah there's like a lot of so quotable lines just creative and fun i mean the whole like the kind of the last like 30 minutes are just this Ah, it's like in split into these perfect like three acts of just watching the chaos build. Yeah, they build up and it, it ends with them in this one hotel room and like it starts on fire because the fire the TV blows up and then the room service comes in and delivers food right then and it's the most <laughs> obscure, bizarre stuff going on and just how it's contrasted with some of them. Some of the characters are freaking out. Some of the characters are t- playing it totally cool and it's so funny. It's so <laughs> well paced. It's uh, yeah so. In short, I real quick, how are you gonna recommend? Which, are these movies you would recommend to other people? I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. What's Up Doc is definitely one of those movies where it's like if you if you like, if you like a good time, What's Up Doc, I would hope would entertain you. I will say I enjoyed the movie, but Eunice, I know she's supposed to be annoying, but I find her. I mean, she's just annoying. Like her really? voice. Yeah. That's the point. It's so fun. I know. But did you find her funny? Could you look past the annoyance and um, find the humor with For the her? most part, once in a while, it was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because that is like her entire character. I know. Just no, be... it's supposed to be. And I think it was well done, but it's, yeah. it's just funny because. All well, right. What's your number five? Okay. It's hard to say out loud right? because you're like. This feels bad not to put it any higher. I'm just double checking. Um, okay, I guess it's number five. I have Singing in the Rain for number five. Ooh. Yes. Interesting. I know. So, oh, yeah. We did not share our list with each other. No. I mean, we've obviously talked about like movies a lot before, yeah. but we've never like put them in a list like this, so this is new for both of us, Yeah. like what movies we're going to pick. Um, so I have Singing in the Rain for number five. Why is that? why five or why do i like just it? yeah or why do you like it why, um, why is it a great movie i mean we've talked a lot about this so some of these thoughts come from discussion with aiden but the um this is the hard part because mm-hmm. i know i know i like it mm-hmm. and i know it like brings me joy and whatever um i guess i'll just jump into like the famous scene of gene kelly dancing in the rain mm-hmm. singing in the rain as they say mm-hmm. we've talked about the um the fact that he was a professional dancer mm-hmm. and one of his biggest movies ever that he was well known for was him li- literally skipping around in in puddles yeah. in the rain and to me i mean maybe that's just like i don't that's not necessarily that adds to the reasons of it being a good movie but i think that just shows like a certain fun and also for that i just think back to that time because people know him as that and then mm-hmm. seeing him that kind of probably puts, it's like an, it's like a, you know, bring that celebrity like idea right. and like down, I don't know. It's just, it, it, I don't know. It, it gives Gene Kelly a humility, I think. Cause I mean, I think there yeah. are, there are, he has more impressive dance sequences than singing in the rain. Right. Plenty. Well, maybe not plenty. And I'm glad <clears> he <throat> has right. them. And he's an amazing dancer and singing in the rain is an amazing dance, but not because of the moves. It's yeah. amazing because he knew that the moves aren't really what's selling it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's he was he was an amazing dancer. I think he was a better actor huh. in a way. In that, in because that, because he was able to show you it doesn't matter. The dance moves are great, but there needs to be. Yes, there, he's he was just what sold that sequence was the joy that Gene Kelly yeah. had while skipping around in the puddles. And I love you are my lucky star. That's, That's such, such a good song. Good song. And That's such a good song. um, what's the I forget what the character's name. Kathy. No. Um, Don Lockwood or um. 
the the friend Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah. That sequence in the theater where of him just like Make him laugh? Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's so fun. It's so good. And just like um, that he was like, okay. He yeah. took this on. Like, I'm going to just fully go and I'm just going to be a goof. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. You know, the one scene, um, you know, when they're doing all the different like speech classes and all that and they do the Moses supposed and yeah, all that. Uh-huh. There's the one shot where the teacher is reading from the book when Moses supposes and, <laughs> and he's making all those funny faces yeah. about him. That was just, they were rehearsing that scene and Donald O'Connor was like making funny faces and they were really? like, cool, just stand next to him while, while you're reading that. I and that's like, that. that is like the springboard of that whole number is, is Cosmo just kind of making fun of him. Yeah. You wonder bit. like, what would that be? Right. If it, it wasn't it that been way. It would a lot more like, da, 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 here's a song. As opposed to like, we're transitioning out of the scene and it's silly and goofy and goofy. Yeah. And now we're going to start seeing I feel like they, it was like kind of a breakthrough of sorts like that i know of of that traditional like okay this is a musical we have these numbers ta-da jazz hands yeah they kind of broke away from that and made it a very yeah. goofy and and lighthearted and not like look at me look at me right which is like but there still, are moments of that in other movies where i appreciate right. but for this i think i'm so glad they yeah. did it the way they did and they're it's it's goofy and lighthearted, but still s- with with so much heart and so yes, much and sweetness love and and, joy. and and I I wish I remember the names of things, but the scene where it's the two of them in the studio. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you were meant for me. Yeah. That's such on a the good ladder song. and all that, and yeah, That's so good. It's so, so pretty. The one shot where he. They, it's like right near the end of the dance. They're like dancing together, and then again, it's like the dancing itself isn't is 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 great but it's mm-hmm. not like anything like most people could learn that that dance sure but very i don't know if anyone else could sell it the way that they did it's so yeah but then the way there's the one near the very very end he does the, he like picks her up and they do the spin thing and then he just like lowers her down and it's like it looks like they're, compl- they're, they're both completely weightless <laughs> and i'm not saying that debbie reynolds is, is heavy by any <laughs> means but it's just like that w- must have been so much work for both of them mm-hmm. to make it look so effortless and elegant yeah. and and loving. It's so good. It's good that one. was my number two. For real? Yeah. So. Wow. I guess, I never, okay. Well, yeah. we'll see. So that's uh, number five. Okay. It's so good. So you had What's Up Doc? I had seen in the rain. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to number four. Number four. Kind of, kind of a left turn. Okay. Or no, no. I'm sorry. Seeing in the rain is my number three. Well, we're on four, so. I know. But I was just letting you know. <laughs> um. Number four is Martian Child. Which, oh, you do talk about that one quite yes. a bit. I You've guess I'm not that, surprised. Right? I yeah. Okay. Yep. Um. Yeah, there's a couple scenes in particular that I think are just so well done. Um, but the the basic everyone should just go watch all these movies you recommend because <laughs> they're really good movies. The basic premise is this: the science fiction writer. Um, adopts this little boy and the little boy thinks that he's from mars and he's he's he was sent he, he um the like i guess his his martian family sent him to earth to complete this mission and so he's yeah so it's kind of about um this writer who he himself was kind of as a child we because because he was intrigued by science fiction and stuff like that he was kind of an outcast and kind of a kind of a dork look you know from other kids and he sees that in, in, in Dennis, the little boy, and how he's kind of trying to give him the childhood that he wanted as a kid and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just a lot of really good scenes because he's, he's, his, his wife had, has died several years prior. And how, like, it's just so good because he, he wants to be a father, but he doesn't know if he can. But then he sees this little boy who needs a father and mm-hmm. he wants to provide that for him. And then his his sister. There's so many great scenes between him and his sister. John John Cusack and Joan Cusack, who are actually sister, brother and sister in real life. Too. Oh, wow, I yeah, had no and idea. They play okay. brother and sister. And there are a couple of scenes with the two of them that are just brilliant, just so good. And it it's so good the way that because it's kind of hinted at from conversations between like David the 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 uh, John Cusack's character, conversations between like him and like the the adoption agency and all that. That that Dennis, the little boy, has you know came from like an abusive family and there's just a lot of reasons that he may think he's from mars and all that psychological sure. trauma or whatever uh-huh. and it's just it it handles it so well i think that 
that Dennis deals with all this by thinking he's from Mars and believing that he has this mission on Earth and then he's going back to Mars soon. Mm-hmm. In, in that da- David wants to tell him that he's not, but he doesn't. And he, you know, and he just, he, it's, he, it, they handle it so delicately that the characters mm-hmm. in it and the movie itself just handles this idea so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's one scene in particular that is just beautifully done where Dennis is saying something about how his mission's almost complete and he'll go back to Mars soon. And David goes, there's this beautiful long speech that he gives where he talks about, he gives, and it, it, I don't know, I don't know how to say it without just quoting the whole thing, but mm-hmm. he's basically like, what's this crazy thing, there's this crazy phenomenon that happens in our universe where we are, we're on this rock of molten lava whizzing around the galaxy at millions of miles per second. And what's the one line? Fully cognizant of our, of our, of our something, of our inevitable demise. Mm-hmm. Which is a very pretty way of saying we all know we're going to die someday. <laughs> but then he goes like, but but in spite of all that, we reach out to one another. Hmm. And how like that, I don't know, that, that, that speech comes back to me a lot where he's like, in spite of all these things that we know about the universe, that, that we can boil down to just math and geometry and, and just what, you know, what's happening, we still seek human connection. And even Dennis, who, who thinks he's from another planet, is, is reaching out in some way to different people and it's just so well done hmm. so yeah that was kind of long you don't give much to say on it you you saw it's it. been a it's been a while since yeah. i've watched it but that sounds really nice it's know. so yeah <laughs> it's so well done and it's so it's like when i watch i just kind of cry for the last like 30 40 minutes of it because <laughs> it's it's so well done okay cool. okay cool <laughs> well that was fun <laughs> okay what was your number four spot number four for Can me I guess? i'm not gonna guess i mean okay I have La La Land as okay. number four. That was actually going to be my guess. For real? Yeah. Well, I thought La La Land would be on here at some yeah. point. Yeah. I really like that movie. The, fir- the I will say my favorite part and the part that I just loved when I watched it at the, at the um, in the theater or whatever is that it's like towards the end when they have the trumpet go to that like mm. and it goes up and, and then it goes, goes up, up a little bit more and then finally and yeah. it's just amazing. I remember I that was when I just started like really loving jazz like muted trumpet like that i I don't think it's muted is it it's not it's almost sounds like it because it's so like i feel like when you mute it it's almost easier to have like a a contained sound where when it's like open it's really noticeable if you're off a little bit but it just was so good i love the music in that i love the colors of everything i mean obviously i do love the acting but that almost comes like yeah behind like because the way the camera goes and the dances and different things. I also think it's cool that, like, Ryan Gosling, like, learned piano and, like, mm-hmm. and different things. And it wasn't just, like, that wasn't, like, a main headline or anything. No. It wasn't, like, oh, look how proud we are. It's just, right. like, oh, yeah, by the way, in, like, interviews or something. Right. I learned to dance or I learned to play piano yeah. or whatever it was. I think that's cool um, for actors to do and stuff. Um, I thought them two together is just so funny mm-hmm. they also both have this certain type of like dry uh humor and things but it's also just so pretty yeah what you it's saying? one of those movies where you can just kind of like see like a lot of i mean it's, it's definitely very inspired by singing in the rain and those older mm-hmm. musicals and all that especially like the planetarium scene is I mean. right right <laughs> where it creates this whole like fantastical dance sequence and all that mm-hmm. but it's just one of those movies you can just see how in love with movies everyone involved yeah. was how Damien Chazelle just loved those movies and he wanted to do that himself. Yeah. And it's not even like he wanted to, pay, it's not like he woke up one day and was like, I want to pay homage to my favorite movies. It's just like, <laughs> imagine how much fun they had on the set of yeah. singing in the rain. Like, like that's such a good movie. And it's like, we want to make a good musical. So it, some of that is going to come right. from past things. It's not all about, yeah. yeah. I will say like the main story of it, I have like mixed, I don't know. We've talked about yeah. cause the ending, I mean, it literally comes, it's like, what? Yeah. It's almost like, are you kidding? I remember it ended. I, I don't have this reaction. Normally movies over, credits start rolling. I start talking immediately right. about what I think about right. it. La La Land ended, credits started rolling. I was I honestly, speechless. There was so many of us um, watching, I think. And we, yeah. I feel like we all were like, all right. We remember, all just sat there. Yeah. I think Lauren tried talking to me. And, and I, was, like, I had to be like, shush, stop. <laughs> what just happened? What? What? I wanted to like. Uh, I think I remember looking at. Lord, yeah. Or someone, and I was just... I, I mean, just... I've never... 
It's not like one of those movies that has this crazy twist ending. You just expect it. it. You, you just expect it. You expect, okay, there's going to be been... something here. But at the same time, I mean, if you've seen the movie, like, it, it, to summarize, I guess, it's basically these two... Spoiler alerts. Should we not? No, spoiler alerts. Okay, spoiler alerts. Two um, uh, people. So one is, is Ryan Gosling's character who is looking to be like a open a jazz club that's like his dream mm-hmm. and he want he's very specific about the how this jazz that they're gonna play and, and how it will look and right. and kind of almost like you know just like what you think of when you think of like old jazz clubs right she wants to be an actress pursue that it, in some ways it's it's she wants to do it for her anyway i'm not, i don't know i'm not gonna necessarily There's he wants to do of... it for the joy of jazz and but at the same time it is for himself right. she she has a definitely more of like i want to be an actress because she's grown up in hollywood and like and, and loves the right. old like i mean they both have like a, a tie back to like old hollywood like old jazz old actresses you know that right. type of thing anyway they meet and have to make the decision whether to pursue their goals and dreams or or themselves and they they yeah. choose the dreams and and for him and and for both they 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 get what they had originally pursued, right. but at the end it kind of is a, uh, you're left with was that the right decision type of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, if it would end with with right after the audition, mm-hmm. if the movie ended there, I feel like it would be way less yeah. of a conflicted like, right. feeling. You'd be like, oh okay, I guess they're doing that. But because you have it's it's like I the I think I remember if I was the one who originally said this, but it's like. It's not, it's not like they just pull the rug out from under you. It's like they set you on the rug and they're like, hey, remember these types of movies that have this type of rug and you're just standing on this rug and not cool. And then they kind of like slowly inching it out and are like, sorry, we got to take this from mm-hmm. you. And then they're like, okay, cool. The rug's gone. And then another few minutes of the movie go by and then they bring the rug back and they're like, hey, remember the rug? Remember how good the yeah. rug was? This is how the rug could have been if the movie had ended this way. Sorry, yeah. we got to take it back now. <laughs> and it's like, that's what makes it, that's what made me so conflicted well, is because you see like, this is how it could have been. Yeah. And, this is how and you're also was. like, there's a, probably a way they could have done this and yeah. been together. So it's like, you could have probably had both. It's like, why didn't you do that? You know, yeah. in, in some way. And, and but it's, it's so it's those, just. Yeah. And it's like, your ideas will always be there, but people won't. So it, so you don't necessarily like I don't know if I've delved into like the movie it's like do I agree right but I just think the way they they went about the execution of it was mm-hmm. beautiful and also just very humanly like in some yeah. ways it's so weird though it is very it's it's cool how it transitions from the kind of the first half of the movie is very like modernizing those old mm-hmm. um in a good way in I a would really say. good way yeah those modernizing the old musicals in how people are just singing and dancing through the and streets and there's like a lot of the first big group dance scenes are are just like the first like yeah little bit there's like three almost mm-hmm. in a row yeah and then it's like there's hardly any more group right and how all the it's shot in a very similar way to how those old movies are and it's very like staged and like one kind of two-dimensional it's Mm -hmm. not like swooping around necessarily it's kind of just following along one single plane Mm -hmm. and then as it goes it starts the camera start getting closer and the music kind of starts to fade away a little Mm -hmm. bit the colors become more muted there's the one scene you know the ones the summer montage where like right after they get together uh how before that the colors were all blue and yellow and red big bright flashy and now it turns into like muted purples and greens and things like that where now it's just it must have just taken so long like well that's the thing um, uh, the Damien Chazelle, at one point in the production, sat down with the production designer, the costumer, um, like two or three other people of like mm-hmm. running different departments, which are normally running fairly independently of each other or, right, you know, right. but he was like, we have to get this to work. So her, her you know, her dress has to complement the dumpsters and the, the lamppost. Right. It has to you all, know, like it go. has to all work well together yeah. and also look natural yeah. and not, yeah. So I think they did a great job of tying in just, yeah, that old, like, yeah. with not the new. Lovely Night is such a great number. Oh, so and it's, like, so witty. And, like, you just kind of, like, I mean, it's it's that classic, like, uh, they hate each what's other. it called? What? That movie. Um, we watched for Skirmish, the old movie. Have One Night? Yeah. Oh. You know, that I mean, that's, like, a lot longer. It took a lot less time for these characters to want to land. Right. But... It's that idea of like, oh, I hate you, I hate you, know. I hate you, I hate you, but we're also singing so and dancing and together. And, 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 and we're oh, in love. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already talked about my number three, which was singing in the rain. So, what's your number three? My number three was Ratatouille. Oh, really? We have more crossover than I thought. It's okay. Ratatouille yeah. is my number two. Okay. Wow. Wow. 
I didn't think we would have. I know. Genesis two so far. Huh. Well, can I, explain. I mean, Ratatouille is a great movie. So we good. recently watched it again. Um, it had been a little while for me. The score itself, I listen to so often. I I uh, I love. I don't know what type of music you would call it. It's French inspired. I, they use a lot of yeah. like accordion, accordion and... but in a very like light. Yeah. Not like a dun, 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 like a not in the polka way. No, it's no. so pretty and and it's just very light so and and beautiful. and like a little butterfly. I don't know. I think it's yeah. that it just, for one is my is my favorite. And also just like I mean the way every move. I mean okay, so it's I think most you know Ratatouille chef kind of yeah. dorky little mouse also kind of dorky <laughs> um, become friends. But with a mouse, like if you think of it, it's a great character to have for this type of music that's light because they're little like feet yeah. scampering. So every no like <laughs> <laughs> every little like movement, if you like the music goes along so perfectly, especially like the whole sliding down like the ladles and like all yeah. this different stuff in the kitchen. The whole sequence where he's running up from the sewers. That's like one of my favorite moments in in all movies. Yeah. That that was those that it's like three minutes long or something like that. Yeah. But it is so well done. And my favorite line well it, one of them right now is Is it anyone can cook? No, <laughs> it's no, no, no! Spit that out right now! Oh, like bonking him! <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, that's the other thing. It's a good this, movie. This movie—that's is another one of those movies that just has like everything I love about movies. It's it's so funny, it's so colorful and beautiful. And what was the other thing I was gonna say? Kind of like like singing in the rain. It's so like lighthearted and fun. But, but there's also like this underlying so like. But for this one specifically, I mean. It just feels like it has that underlying, um, um, maybe it's heart. I don't know what the word would be that is like driving mm-hmm. the story. And you can just tell that everyone in it like cared about, it wasn't just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of similar to La La Land in a way, except they never talk about like, it's not in a way it's one of those follow your dream type things, but not nearly that explicitly and not nearly that simply in, in yeah. how, in La Land, how you... I would argue, I don't know if I agree. Well, it's hard. It's one of those things where it's like, is that selfish for them? Is that right. was what they're doing? A, 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 something that they should like, is that really and, and what life's easy, about in some way? And it's easier to, for, to put it into your own life and be like, if I were in the situation or if I had a friend yeah. in that situation. So we're not necessarily judging. Like, I'm not, I don't know. It's something that I still think about. Right. I just know that the, the, I don't think they're necessarily saying anything bad. It's just, it's just an aspect of what human right. usually go through a, a big decision where it's like, do I follow this or this? Right. And I do think, going back to La La Land, like, I, I do think it's a tragedy. I don't think that that the movie is telling you people aren't important and you should only be selfish. Yeah. I do think the movie is telling you they're both sad There's that gonna be... they made this sacrifice. And I think in a way... And on the other hand, they might have been sad the same way right. if they chose the other. It's, it's one of those, like, life... Right. And going back to Ratatouille now, mm-hmm. I think it just handles it beautifully how... The one line, when we were watching it last time, one line hit me different. You know, when he's in the trunk of the car mm-hmm. and Gusto shows up one last time. Dude, <laughs> Gusto's character is so brilliant. So funny. And this thing too is like, Gusto himself is there, has a total of like 40 seconds of screen time. Everything after that, wow. Gusto is there, but he is like... He's the he's character through the way of people... Of how, how Remy idolizes Gusto. Yeah. yeah, he's this this myth, essentially. Mm-hmm. But Gusto shows up and they're talking and... And uh, Remy goes, I, I pretend to be a human for, I pretend to be a rat for my father. I pretend to be human for Linguini. I pretend you exist so I have someone to talk to. <laughs> and he kind of goes on for a little bit, but he's like, I, I he, he basically is like, I'm tired of pretending. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to pretend who I am anymore. And Gusto says, you don't, Remy, you never did. And for a while, I never really knew what that line meant. But I feel like this last time, it's like, you don't need to pretend who you are because you just are who you are. That's a very like <laughs> kind of weird way of saying it. Yeah, it was more no, I think I know when it. I watched it yeah, the last time because just... I was like, that hit me in a new way hmm. of like, you don't need to pretend. You haven't been pretending. You have always been who you are. Mm-hmm. And then that also goes along with like, with anyone can cook and with kind of the, the, the battle, not the battle, how it's introduced at the beginning and ego kind of dismisses that and goes, anyone can cook. No one can cook. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not it's this very selective gift that everyone has. Right. And then you see why he believes that. And now he, he understands it and that, you know, not everyone can become a great artist, but a great artist can come from anywhere. That whole, I mean, 
Yeah. Anton Ego, that whole character is <laughs> such a perfectly conceived antagonist for that movie. Yeah. He is so good. And that last speech is beyond words. I, I don't, I don't know. There are things in this world where I go like, how, how did people come up with that? How right. did people sit down and write that speech? That speech is so good and so brilliant and so true. How, how did a human being do that? Yeah. And then, I mean, I think also Ratatouille is, is like the perf is a great, every element of a comedy of like the, like yeah. capital comedy, the, yeah. the, you know, how Northrop Fry defines it. Every element of the comedy exists within hmm. Ratatouille. Hmm. It's about really... it's about re reintroducing life to this to the sterile community. It's right. about redeeming the villain rather than defeating. It's, yeah. It ends with a feast. It's just all these yeah. things that <laughs> exist within within it's all amazing. Shakespearean comedies and you know everything that's that's good and it's and it does it with so much joy and love and it's so well done. It is so well done. And what is um. I mean, there's just so many linguini and linguini and quotes and different character. things. Little the way he calls them little chefs, so little funny. Chef. And I love <laughs> the one scene where they go into the fridge <laughs> and, <he's> like, <laughs> and he just rips open his shirt and sees all the bite marks all over his chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is so uh, what does he say? This is what, not gonna work, little what? chef. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it and do this anymore. We gotta figure out some way to communicate. I can't be constantly looking for a yes or no hedge. Oh, would you look at me? I'm insane. I'm insane. I'm insane. I'm in a refrigerator talking to a rat. <laughs> I love Linguini. Oh, and then the scene on the bridge. I mean, it's just one of those movies where, like, practically every scene, in my mind, is iconic because it's been one of those movies I've known for so long, mm -hmm. and it's so good. And the score. When did it come out? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Okay, so we were. Little... We were children. I, I mean, it, it is considered. I mean, with these types of movies, it, it's considered a, like a kids' movie. I think because of the animation, because yeah. it's like a cartoon type of thing, ah. which is sad. Because it so is good. a good one. And I think there's a lot of, um, I guess, just what we've talked about, certain truths uh, behind it. Yeah. And, and how it's, like, been created. And it has, like, the, I think it has the best film score ever. Wow. That's yes. a statement right there. It's good. It's so good. It's so complete on its own, too. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I listen. That's a consistent one where I listen to. So there's a lot of action going on. It, sometimes when you do listen to it by itself, you're like, wow. That's a lot going, like, it's almost like, takes your breath, like, it's yeah. like, whoa. And that's the thing, too, is, like, while you're watching it, you're not necessarily going, like, wow, this is beautiful music, or impressive, or whatever, but then you listen to it, and you're like, that flautist is amazing, because how do you do that? I don't know. That's crazy, <laughs> that one, when he's running through the, the, running up to the, to the top of the building, and that one, and has a really yeah. harsh, like, squeal on it, almost. And then like, the how do you slide a flute like that? that? Yeah. yeah, how do you get that really weird, oh, it's so good. So cool. The bass line, oh, the bass across the whole soundtrack is so good. That's been so fun. The whole end credit song is like 13 minutes long and it's just brilliant. La Festa, it's, of course, is a yeah. beautiful song. I mean, song. that's like a go-to. So it's, it's so again, good. just that like that French air of things. I yeah. just really love. It just sounds like love. I don't, it just yeah, sounds it like sounds joy. Like yeah. And, and just, yeah. Huh. Okay, so that was your number two, and that was my three, right? Right, so I guess you have to do... Wow, this is interesting. So now I have to go for two? This is going to be shorter than we thought, I guess. Okay, number two for me. Hang on. I want to think if I can... Think of a different one? No, I'm trying to think if I can guess it. Oh. I, I know... I have one in my head that I know is going to be either one or two, I think. Right. What is two? It's a Wonderful Life. Oh! Yeah. Interesting. I really like that movie. Um, it's it's, it's more of movie. like a Christmas Yeah, but it's also movie. just a great movie. I learned a little bit more of the history about it recently, about like just um, Jimmy. Sorry, lost the name. Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. Um, uh, his he had recently been in uh, a, a soldier in in the war. Mm -hmm. Soldier. Why am I saying it like I that? <laughs> He'd basically fought in, in a war, and right. and and he saw a lot of people that he, you know, fought with or loved or whatever, uh, not make it out of that, which mm -hmm. is obviously really traumatic and things. Um, but he decided to sign on to this movie, and it's, I mean, it's a, it handles very like serious things in this mm -hmm. movie. It's not it's not really a late like I don't necessarily think it's like one that I think of like as a fun movie to put on. Right. There's obviously moments of it, but the ending sequence is is quite intense, right. and and you can tell that because I think 
he he brought that uh, pain of what he right. went through on TV, which that is that that's hard. Yeah. Like that's got to be rough. Like we've done plays and things where it's like there's some like moments that uh, harder moments or, or serious right. moments, and those are in front of like twenty people or something. But this was like so I don't know. Yeah. I think I just think that that shows like he really cared about. Yeah. And he thought and this and, was important. And him and Frank Capra had worked together on a bunch of different movies mm-hmm. prior to this. And I I yeah. love the setup of the two of them and and what's her name? Mary? What's her name? Oh gosh. You mean I'm just the, bad the, at. You're, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the scene in the drugstore when they're kids or when I'm like, talking about the overall like oh, oh. by the end you just he oh, has yeah. a family and and they've been through it's not like this pretty like necessarily like yeah. love story and like i'll be you know it, they're both very strong independent yeah. characters of each other like in some sense like yeah i love the scene where he and it's just it's one of those my mom talked about it how after we saw wonder woman 1984 where oh. <laughs> the whole premise of the movie is like wishing for something that you want and then re, you know but yeah long thoughts on wonder woman 84 <laughs> All in all, I think it's a bad movie we for do a, a bad, lot of reasons. Bad movie list I think today? we definitely should. <laughs> <laughs> Top five least favorite movies. That'd be a lot. In a way, that'd be easier because That's I don't care me. how I ranked. I know. I feel but, bad saying that about people sometimes. But some movies are just too bad. Yeah. Wonder Woman 84, I don't think is a good movie. Anyway, part of why I disliked it so much was because they all, you know, this is, it, it, it deals a lot with like the, the concept of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But it's sacrifice something you didn't have prior to a day ago or something like that. Hmm. So it's like, you wish for this thing, you get it, and now it's like, you have to sacrifice it. And it's like, that, hmm. it's not the same. And then, So how does that relate to... Look at It's a Wonderful Life, where the whole point is George Bailey wants to do these things, and he wants to have these adventures and design bridges and all of that. Which in itself, he, not a bad... Right, which is great. And he constantly chooses to help others rather than he himself getting what he wants he's constantly choosing to sacrifice but doesn't mean it's that. easy for him no obviously like no. that's the whole point it shows how how when when uh, after they they build the one house for the what are their names the Mar- martinez mm-hmm. the one family Something like that. and then sam comes by and tells him he's going to florida and it's gonna be great he's gonna start right. having this great life and all that uh-huh. and how george is like happy for him but then he also is like that should have been me. I should be there with him. I should yeah. be doing these things. I should have this life. And and how how hurt he is in a way that Sam is doing it's like, this. It's not you got unfair. You like right. it's it's kind of that like. But he's not, and that's the thing too that that. Shows but he wouldn't so give well. up what he had. Right. So it's, so it's it's like this this battle between him for a l- good chunk of the movie. Yeah, it shows so well how conflicted he is, and almost how guilty he feels being so conflicted because yeah. he knows I have all these great things in my life. I have all these beautiful people, and and live in this great town, and I'm able to help people, mm-hmm. but. All these other things that other people are able to do that I thought I wanted to do that I can't. And do. those things that he wanted to do were back again, like aren't like good yeah. things. Like he wanted to help people on like bigger yeah. spectrums, mm-hmm. basically. So it's not yeah. like those were like completely selfish. Like mm-hmm. it's so. Good. I love the ending scene where he's holding his little girl, yeah. and then they are just smiling and They're singing. Just so and happy! Oh my goodness! It's such a good, and they have like so many people in that tiny little house. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. It's just one of those movies that. You, you know, he's helped, I don't know, he's helped so many, he, practically everyone in the town he's helped mm-hmm. in some way or another. And, and then the whole scene, that. the whole yeah. scene at the beginning when everyone's praying and the one guy says, you know, he, he's praying and says something about how George never asks anything for himself, which is why he's in trouble now. And hmm. how like, as soon as everyone knows he needs help, they want to help. Okay. I'm going to cry. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> the movie's so good. It is so good. It's mm-hmm. so well done. I'm, I just, I'm appreciative of the grittiness they show up mm-hmm. for it because it, it really does make the the ending so beautiful too mm-hmm. even though it's one of those movies that it's can become sometimes kind of hard to watch and mm-hmm. so, like it, it's not necessarily it's, something i would watch all the time it's not a feel-good christmas movie like mm-hmm. a lot of other christmas movies are mm-hmm. even like white christmas has some like real elements in it but it's real within the context of like right relationships and stuff right. not within the context of like some like contemplating yeah, contemplating their own life and contemplating the reality that they live in mm-hmm. and being conflicted within that. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like it when it came out. It was a, it was really? a pretty big flop. Really? When it came out. Yeah. I did not realize that. And Frank Capra was on, kind of on the streak of like pretty much everything he put out 
people like people love people loved you can't take it with you Michigan, why so why didn't they you don't why did because they not like it, it? because it was dark because it was kind of real because it was real and intense and actually dealt with these things that, that you know especially coming out of the war you know it was released i think it was like one or two years after the war mm-hmm. coming right out of that it's like people America are wanting happy been living in this for so long why would they want and re- now we have this whole movie mm-hmm. that's about that but, but it was he, the perfect time for him to do it because it was still fresh like right. I don't think they would have got that depth of, of yeah. emotion and different things from Jerry Stewart. I mean, who knows? He's a pretty he's good so actor. Good. <laughs> yeah. I love I've, that scene he's where... A great, I just think he's great. He's the best. There's that one scene where it's very it's very extravagant of emotion that you don't see. Like, Which one? Remember when he... I think it... Is it the one where he, he goes to their ha- her house and he's basically there to tell her... He like... Oh, oh his mother tells him... To walk to his yeah, house. Yeah, was a scene I Yeah. And, and, and then they talk to Sam on the phone and Yeah, all that, but he's then... very like... It's so intense and yeah. so emotional. And he's almost like angry Yeah. at first. It's kind of confusing. And, and I'm like, yeah. okay, that's one way to, <laughs> to, to go about that. Um, Guess that's how love works. But she, yeah. She is so good too. She's very, so strong. Yeah. And so patient. Like she, I feel like she knows yeah. her it role of, of, of a person a mm-hmm. lot easier. It comes a lot easier than right. for him. And, and he needed that kind of stability. Yeah. Stable. Oh, and then that scene with Mama Dollar and Papa Dollar, and then he realizes he's late for his honeymoon, and then he calls her, or she calls him, and then she goes home, and it's raining, <laughs> and the house is still in shambles, yeah. and then Bert and Ernie, which is, I always found that funny, like, yeah. <laughs> Bert and Ernie, the cab driver and the cop, yeah. sing outside in the rain. Oh, it's that's so, so sweet. And then what do they, yeah, there's some like little funny. And then I think Bert kisses him on the forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's sweet though. Classic. It's so good. That was my number two. Cool. All right. I think I can never say number two was Ratatouille. So should I just do my number one? Yeah. And then okay. we'll just like maybe go on the list order since okay. it, we've kind of, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, what's your number one? So this is kind of just out of stubbornness because I said this like two years ago. You know what it is? No. Really? No, I I do said not. that this was my favorite movie like two years ago and there may, I'm, there may be movies I like more that I think are better movies. And that was another thing we, I kind of was going back and forth. I'm like talking about what movies do I think are best? What movies meant the, mean the most to me? What mm. movies? But anyway, it's Rango. Rango oh. right now is my favorite movie. And it has been for a while. Rango. It's so, it's such a bizarre movie. <laughs> it's so weird in spots. Yeah. But I think it's just done so well. And kind of like Ratatouille, it in a, in a different way is exploring every element that's in a comedy is also in Rango hmm. in a certain way, but in a much different way and in a much grander way. Yeah. Well, there, it's a very like, um, what's the word? There's a story out uh, in the, in the forefront, right? Right. Of Rango. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, but then you go deeper, like you're saying, and it's right. very much like exploring stories yeah. as a logical build like how does one build within a story it's kind it's kind of brilliant and and that's the thing too kind of on the surface level people can be like yeah it was a good movie i think go that was such a weird movie Mm -hmm. and it's like those are both valid i think those are both valid i think it's a good movie and it's fun to just watch and enjoy i think it's also really bizarre and weird in in spots Mm -hmm. but i think yeah there's this brilliant backdrop of yeah exploring the nature of a hero hero? and and what, Which honestly, yeah. I don't think I caught as much when I first start watched it. It, it was, like I mean, eight, okay, so that's I it. It was like, oh, slack. fun, but I didn't really watch. It wasn't like a staple or anything in, mm-hmm. in like our house or whatever, where I think probably it was a little bit more for you. I think it was one of those. I think Zach gave it to us to watch, and, and he did. watched it. Yeah, or, okay. And I think it was just like it's funny. It's it's a it's a lizard yeah. cowboy. Like yeah. that's fun. This is, there's some fun stuff in here, and I think it's really funny and mm-hmm. like, very witty and dry in a very different way mm-hmm. than a lot of other things we've been talking about. And uh, yeah, I think we had known it. I think for a year or two, and then I think we rewatched it or something like that. And it was one where I was like, it's pretty good. And then we watched it, and I think it was Dave. It was probably Dave, my father. I call him Dave because we worked together for a while, and it was weird to call him Papa in front of everyone else. So I called him Dave. Anyway, I think he was the one who was like, wow, this is brilliant. Hmm. He like noticed that. And I was like 13 or 14 at this Mm -hmm. time or something like that. And so then I kept watching it. And yeah, it is. Yeah. I think more recently in the last couple of years, I've been, you've drawn or like shown like, oh, what about this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, didn't even notice. It's so well done. It's also funny to me that it's Johnny Depp who's playing. It's Johnny Depp as a lizard. (laughs) It's weird. I did not know that. (laughs) Uh huh. It's so good. Also then how they made it is brilliant and i wish they would do this more so 
it's animated, right? Mm-hmm. So normally when they animate movies, they bring each actor into a studio and they just record their lines and it's, you know, four hours or something like that. Sometimes, you know, they bring in Tom Hanks to record his lines for Woody mm-hmm. and then they bring in Tim Allen to record his lines for Buzz and so on and so forth. And then they edit it all together and then they, they create storyboards, so on and so forth. With this, they thought rather than just bringing all the actors to record stuff in studios, they basically filmed it live action hmm. with the actors there. And it's like, it's not just, it's not that just that they all recorded it in the same studio. It's like they actually like, they gave them like costumes and they, you know, they had cameras there. They actually set it up and shot it as basically as it appears in the movie for the most part. Hmm. And, and it's so, you can just see like the, they're having so much fun hmm. and they care so much about it. And it was like they, they, the producers and director went to the studio. Oh, that too. The director and all like the animators basically moved to this ranch for like a year and a half really? to, to, to write and record and storyboard and character design all these, you know, the basically, they basically had the whole movie made with just the animators doing the voices to the storyboard and all that. Johnny Depp actually didn't want to play Rango at first because he heard, the one of the animators who did the voice to Rangoon, he was like, he, he did it just great, I think. Wow. And so that was kind of cool, him. That's cool. Anyway, they went to the studio and were like, we want to do it with like all the actors together and record it that way. And the studio, of course, was like, that's not how we've, like, why would that's you do not that? how we've done animated movies ever since they've been made. Mm-hmm. So why would we do that now? Yeah, especially with them like getting everyone's schedules to line up and make, because yeah, you, it, it's easy when it's just, oh yeah, bring in Tom Hanks for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need Tim Allen to come back and record a couple lines. In three weeks, we can have him come back and do that or whatever. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like, we need everyone to show up at the same time. And you have to and get it that. good because yeah. you don't really have another time to yeah. do it. And it just, they just look like they're having so much fun and you can like see that. And some of the scenes with like the, like the main, like central posse, kind of like when they're going across the desert and all that, you can feel like you can really get a sense of, the cast, it's like a, it's a definite, like, mm-hmm. there's like, Rango is like the main character, and then there's a definite backing ensemble to Rango that is so good. And so then the scene with him in the Spirit of the West, <laughs> so no man can walk out on his own story. That's so good. <laughs> that's funny. So yeah. So that's your number one? That's my number one. Cool. I think I know what your yeah. is. <laughs> my number one is The Little Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the soundtrack to this one. I think I heard the soundtrack first. I knew the soundtrack first, yeah. Uh, it has that, like, French, like, theme. Um, the movie I, I didn't watch for a while, and it was recommended to me, some friends who watched it, and they watched it in French mm-hmm. from, for their French class at college, and, and, uh, it was a lot different than I expected, but so good. It's like this, um, in short, it's a story about a little girl who wants to be they live in this very cookie cutter like town right everything's mom, like the same her mom wants her to be like really smart and 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 mm-hmm. and uh, got all the right schools, schools and, the right and, 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 and yeah and and the little girl also is excited for that but she has like this big calendar and like this like goal sheet and like everything that she has to follow and all this and they end up moving to this town anyway their neighbor has like the only house where it's like this big old like um, and it's animated too. Um, mm-hmm. it, this big old broken down like wooden house, mm-hmm. and he's very like eccentric in ways. He like building this airplane, and like he's yeah. kind of like not crazy, but like maybe verging on that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> he's kind of one of those where he like he she goes to his house at one point, and he has all these just you know the house is totally cluttered with all this stuff and yeah. all these random trinkets and things, and he's like telling her these stories. And and when you're watching it at first, you're like, how much of this is true? Because yeah. part of you is like, he might be, he might just be lying or be yeah, thinking that like, he had all the, these adventures yeah. and all that but yeah he basically the the main point of the story is he teaches her imagination and yeah creativity and i mean in a really i almost don't understand it there's so many like almost like different storylines going through yeah because then it goes into him telling her the stories about when uh, he was an aviator and when he met this little prince out in the desert. Yeah. And then the little Because the, <clears throat> the main picture of the movie is this little boy with a fox. Yeah. Like the cover of the cover art or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you think it's going to be like this... I thought it was just going to be like this cute little like... Like this fantastic... Like the kind of fantasy little, adventure thing. Yeah. That yeah. was going to be like light in some areas. But then you op- it, the movie opens up and it's like this different animation style. Because that's like... It's what is very, that called? That type of animated when they go into like the little prince air. it i mean it's still it's like, it's like animated uh, but it looks almost like it's like paper mache stop motion yeah it's really like it's kind of, yeah it's that's really the cool. word so i thought it was gonna be like that throughout but then you right. it opens up and you're like oh 
what it, it's really cool crazy. animation and how it contrasts when you're in like her world how everything's very like muted mm -hmm. and cookie cutter and framed very squarely and then how you go into when the aviator is telling the stories about the little prince yeah. and it's a very fantastical and so yeah so and you get silly in a way but also very like sincere and it's one of those where it's like you have you read the book no the book's mm -mm. really good you what, did it's you so read good. it before you saw the movie no. or was this i read okay. it just like last christmas oh, okay. i read the movie for like a year or something um her whole story isn't in the book they really? Added, they added that whole framework around Oh my that. goodness. I the, feel like it wouldn't the, be the same without the, that. That's like the big point to me. Yeah. The book is just about the aviator telling the story. The aviator himself only experienced the conversations that he and the little prince had. Mm. And so then it's, it's really like, so it's kind of one of those like narration and that's kind of the movie does that too, like narration by narration by narration where it's like, it goes into then the aviator telling her the story about the little prince then the little prince tells the aviator in the, within that story, the story about him and the rose or whatever. Sure, sure. That story, it's so, it's so odd oh it's, it's like beautiful his, and then and then when i he, don't even he understand goes, it all i, I just know i like it and yeah. i also just love the the soundtrack of it it's so good i just that's a definitely played a lot it's a great movie i really really like it i think it's a great um it's like simply put in in some in some ways like i like movies that are um dig deep and there's like these super profound different things this one is almost just simply put like mm -hmm. This is what can happen. Like, this is, um, it brings out the inner, like, I say child because children have easier way of, like, right. um, having imagination and creativity. Mm -hmm. And when you get older, somehow that's can be stifled out of you. You just make everything more complicated right. and complex. But the way they just simply put things, and, 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 and I don't know what the point of it is for necessarily. Like, uh, mm -hmm. there's lots of reasons to, to have that, that remembrance of, like, what that is an end to pursue that i don't you know that's a big discussion i guess mm -hmm. anyway so let's let's just say our five four three two one wait five four three two one in that is order? that better yeah yeah so, that. so go ahead first just so we can have them all hear them out loud so from five to one we got mm -hmm. what's up doc martian child singing in the rain ratatouille ringo cool and from my five to one is singing in the rain la la land ratatouille it's a wonderful life the little prince so our overlap was Ratatouille and Singing in the Rain. So this was Opal Entertainment's top five. I guess our collective top ten favorite movies. <laughs> yeah. Some overlap. But... Some overlap. Oh, yeah. So I guess it's like top eight. Eight or something. Yeah. So watch all these movies. Let us know. This has been Between Takes with Opal Entertainment. I'm Olivia O'Neill, and this is Aiden Driscoll on guitar. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tell your friends, and tune in next week for a brand new episode of... Between Takes. <laughs>